0: This is the time of uh, day and the time of week when normally we do left, right, and center. Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer will drop by and we'll take a look at issues of the day from their varying political viewpoints. Got a call from Jeff early this morning that he was going to be tied up in court today and couldn't make it, but uh, Bob Metz is with us. And I thought I would take advantage of Bob being here. Perhaps to just kind of shift the focus a little bit away from from the philosophical, although not entirely, and talk a little bit about our country, uh, given that Canada Day is coming up on Monday or, or or on Saturday. I was going to ask Bob about you know the things in this country that work that he sees that work, and maybe some of the things that don't. But Bob came in and uh, Bob's quite exercised about something that's across his desk here, and it, it just wouldn't be fair to him if I didn't at least ask him what what's got you so steamed? Got a copy of the the census form here. Uh, yeah. now, I got one. I filled mine out a while ago and sent it off because it, it was a good little doobie, and uh, you know I had a couple of minutes to spare. Uh, you're not quite so willing to do that. Why, what's the problem here? Well.
1: You know, I don't mind if the government wants to take a census and do a head count. That's really what a census is supposed to be about, right? And generally, that kind of information, as far as I'm concerned, would be available anywhere. You can look it up in the phone book, on my driver's license, uh, that kind of thing. So the name, address, and that stuff doesn't bother me. But uh I have answered these questions to a census person at the door already as far as how many occupants in my home and mm-hmm. stuff but he wants me to fill out form 2B. 2B. That's or not 2B. That's that's mm. the
0: same form. Got a copy. Is if you it want here? To take All a right. look at I it right will. here. Oh my goodness. that's uh, this is like six times thicker than what I had to fill out. Well, it's it's
1: like it's I was going to say it's like a tax return in fact it includes a tax return. If you do not uh consent to them giving looking at your tax records directly then you have to fill them out and put your income in there you have to answer questions on your race the ethnic and cultural background of your ancestors uh... you have to you know tell them what color your skin is you have to tell them how much time in the day you spend uh... babysitting how much time you spend cooking doing dishes you gotta sit down and figure all that kind of stuff out uh personally.
0: Yes, but, but wait, 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 wait though. Uh-huh. They they will help you with that. It says right here. What were the ethnic <laughs> or cultural origins of this person's ancestors? An ancestor is usually more distant than a grandparent. For example they give examples in case you couldn't figure it out. For example, Canadian. I'm not sure what that means. mm English, French, Chinese, Italian, German, Scottish, East Indian, Irish Cree, Micmac, metis, Inuit, Ukrainian, Dutch, Filipino, Polish, Portuguese, Jewish Greek, Jamaican, Vietnamese, Lebanese, Chilean, Salvadorian, Somali etc etc
1: that
0: 's right <laughs> and look at the oh, okay. ones look at the ones
1: right below, the ones about Aboriginals, and then is this person white, Chinese, South Asian, black, Filipino, Latin America, Southeast Asian, Arab, West Asian, Korean, Japanese, other now. Take a look at the categories, Jim. And if we were on Sesame Street, I'd be saying two of these things are not like the others. (laughs) And which two are those? The colors, black and white. Everyone who's not black and white is identified by either race in terms of ethnic background or geographic area. Mm -hmm. So, I mean... If you're going to stick to color, stick to color. That would make, uh, wouldn't it make Chinese, Southeast Asian, uh, West Asian, Korean, Japanese, wouldn't they be categorized as yellow race? Uh, We
0: we don't do that. We don't use that term anymore. It's not
1: politically correct. Well, should we be using white and black then? And Mm -hmm. notice what's missing. Who's who's Canada's largest trading partner? The United States. The United States. Nothing about America here. They don't want to know if you're from the States. (laughs) They don't want to know if you're coming from Canada's largest trading partner. So... And then look at what it says. This information is collected, and by this information they mean the race, to support programs that promote equal opportunity for everyone to share in the social, cultural, and economic life of Canada.
0: Well, that sounds pretty, that sounds pretty noble, though. Isn't well, that sure. a noble, noble goal? Well, let's translate it. It means, in other
1: words, we are using race and skin color as criteria for distributing your wealth. And that's literally what it's all about. The whole census is about nothing but race, creed, color, and money.
0: That's it. But it says here, later, uh, as we move through it, it says, Last week, how many hours did this person spend doing the following activities? Oh. Unpaid, and that's emphasized housework, as opposed to paid housework, yeah. yard work or home maintenance for members of this household or others. Uh, looking after one of our childrens, providing paid care assistance. Some of this information might be of use to the government, though. How, how many hours are you putting in providing unpaid care assistance to a senior? I could see where they might think they need uh, that, that. Would be helpful to know that if they're trying to craft policies for the government to do more of that work. Well,
1: don't forget the other unpaid things are washing dishes, looking after children, talking on the telephone to seniors, uh, things like that. What they're doing is, you can't take daily activities of which you are the beneficiary or your family and count them as labor. Labor in- assumes a, an employer-employee relationship. There isn't one there. What they're trying to do is attach a value to the work people do on their home on their own behalf so they can do one of two things. Either justify some sort of minimum wage or, or for, for people who aren't employed or to say and suggest that... Okay, you, you did a work for yourself. It's worth, say, $10,000. Well, you've got to pay income tax on that, right? Because how are you going to get self-sufficient communities like the Mennonites and people like that? Because they won't be paying taxes on things they do that, uh, where they're self-sufficient.
0: There's an awful lot of stuff in here about work, isn't there?
1: Well, a, a ton of ton stuff. Of stuff. Uh, and they want to know and about your personal life and your, you know, your location, where you work. Uh, how you got to work. How you even. got to work. Um, I feel like I'm being set up for an assassination the way it's, it's all worded, You know, they could track me for minute by minute, day by
0: day. And I don't think most people are aware of how intimate the information is. But it says right here, Bob, the law protects what you tell us, the confidentiality of your responses, protected by law. All Stats Canada employees have taken an oath of secrecy.
1: Not even possible. And you can tell by the questions that that's a lie. If all it takes is a tick on a on a on a census form to get access to somebody's tax return, we're in big trouble. There's also a spot in there that says, uh, oh, by the way, you can consent to not giving your tax return to them, but then if you don't consent... You have to fill it out right on the form. <laughs> <laughs> That's your two choices. Give <laughs> us your tax return or do
0: it over again. I worked for a company one time, and they, they they sent around an employee satisfaction survey. We were supposed to give them the honest truth about what we thought about the company and the way the company was run. And same thing, our employees have been sworn to secrecy and yadda yadda. Nobody will ever know anything. And towards the end of it, they asked you to, uh, for purposes of our demographic uh, studies, they asked you to identify the market you worked in your gender and your age group. So you know, w- there's no way. Had you filled the thing out, and they wanted to find out who said that the boss was a chucklehead and the company stunk, they could very quickly have narrowed it down to a handful of people from these three or four supposedly innocuous questions oh, sure. that they posed. Oh, sure, absolutely. Now, I mean, I don't know. I not know. I sure didn't fill one. I don't know if anybody else did. I'm not touching that one with a ten-foot pole. But
1: you know, it calls into question the nature of of statistics. Um, I found out you don't have the right to remain silent in this country unless, uh, ironically, you're charged with an offense. But if you're not charged with an offense, you have no such right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what is a statistic? Any- anything can be a statistic, Jim. Anything under the well, sun. Well,
0: one of the problems I see that you raised here about the work issue mm-hmm. Um Uh, I can understand why they might think it's useful to have that information, but I I, I guess I'm less concerned about the census overall than obviously you are. But that troubles me. I don't think that's really anybody's business. I I really don't think it's if I, you know, how many hours did I spend doing this, doing that, painting this, you know, cleaning up around the
1: house? That's nobody's business. I would not even be bringing any of this up if it were not for the fact that if you don't answer this thing, you're subject to a $500 fine or three months in jail and both. I don't know a lot of crimes that get that kind of a sentence, let alone telling them how many times a day you do the dishes. (laughs) You know what I mean? But think about what that means in terms... I I can see a future... you know, they can say in the name of statistics they can collect anything. What if they ask you in the future, uh, you know, can we have a DNA sample from you? We're not going to tell anybody. We're just going to keep it for statistics. Because what the, what Statistics Canada is for people is what the gun registry is to guns. It's a people registry.
0: Well, you know very well that the day is coming when they are going to ask us for our for our DNA sampling. When they'll have, they want to have everybody sampled. Right. And, and the it, argument for that is that it will allow them to find the bad guys quickly and easily. Well... Unless, of course, you've inadvertently left your DNA somewhere on a skin screen. That's always the argument that
1: we're going to do it for your own good and we're doing it for security, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what this country's doing in the name of security nowadays, you know, it reminds me of Curly on the Three Stooges who put a gun to his head and said, "Uh, Don't threaten me or I'll kill myself, (laughs) you know.
0: And that's kind of Canada's approach to security. <laughs> on that note, we will pause for these messages. Stay with us. Bob Metz on us, with us today on uh, the Jim Chapman News, our 94.9 CHRW. Bob Metz with us today. Jeff Schlemmer, unfortunately detained in court, but that's better than being detained by the police, so I guess we'll, we'll shuffle on without him. Bob, I do want to come back to what my the original premise sure. of my discussion was going to be with you today, because you and I have talked over the years many, many times, and Jeff in some of the conversations and not in others, we've talked about this country and... The dreams we have for it, the things we'd like to see happen in this country, the things that we think are wrong with it, and, and I don't, and I, I defend this vehemently. I, I get accused of this a lot. From people who say, all you ever do is complain, where's the solutions? Well, the, the complaining is the beginning of finding solutions. However, I want to ask you today if you look around the country where we both live and where we both have, have, have prospered and been free to do the things we enjoy doing. What does work in this country? What what do you like? And I'm not suggesting that you that you go around crusading. I, I hate the country. I don't like this because I know you don't feel that no, way. But, never, but
1: what? Had that attitude.
0: What no. are the as you look around and see? What are the positives? What have we done right, or you know, perhaps more right than some other people? Uh,
1: in what sense? Economically? Socially?
0: Well, I think uh, almost anywhere. Looking, I'll, t- I'll give you my... Here's my example. This is what I was going to use for my first example. Okay. Um, I can go downstairs. In fact, I probably will after the show. And there's a little food court down there. And there's a lady who sits at the cash register down there. And I can give her a little piece of paper. And she will give me some food. Now... That that simple exchange of this little piece of paper, this piece, and it's not a, it's not a chit. I'm talking about money. I give her a piece of some money. I give her this piece of paper. Mm-hmm. She'll allow me to take food away and eat it and, and feed myself. To me, that that very simple act. Uh, Encompasses a ton of very positive things, and I can eat that food without worrying that it's going to make me sick, too, for the most part.
1: But how does that act distinguish Canada from another country? Well, I'm not
0: necessarily distinguishes it. I'm not saying it does distinguish it, but there are lots of there are lots of companies who who, countries that have some difficulty accomplishing that. the 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 actual exchange maybe not, but are you uh, can you eat what you're buying? Is it a reasonable price? Is it you know reasonable relative to today and tomorrow? Is there stability in the food supply? All these things that we that we so blind take for granted here. I look at that and I say, well, that's one thing we've done pretty well. We've bought into the international group of countries that managed to make that work we recognize to
1: a great degree that, that that free markets work that's true um and i think it's a it's a sign of where government steps away and becomes a referee rather than a player but i think
0: it doesn't the, it go, doesn't it go beyond free market to me it goes beyond free markets it goes to a, a level uh, a very personal commitment of trust i trust that that food has been properly inspected by people along the line. I trust that that piece of paper that somebody gave me in exchange for something I did or had, I trust that that paper will then buy me the food. Well, the lady you the, you,
1: you, tr- you have that trust because of the rules of a free market and the, the rules that a government enforces in a free market. Namely, no fraud is allowed. That's a key thing in, 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 in building trust. And that you have recourse. That people have legal recourse when injustice is done to them. Be it economic, personal, or criminal. Uh, to the degree that a country abides by those principles, I think you've got a lot to say in favor of that country to the degree that a country abandons those principles and Canada's moving in two directions at once. Mm-hmm. That's what we've got to realize here. Mm-hmm. Um, then that's bad news. Just like, you know, this census we're getting today, thats that to me is a sign of the times coming. Things aren't going to get better. They're going to get worse for a while in terms of anything the government touches. But if the government doesn't touch it, now I hear they're going to be totally controlling the Internet pretty soon. I mean, they want it totally... Be able to get into people's privacy. We'll have to find their, those bad guys. Yeah, all to get the bad guys. Right. That's always the excuse. Every every nation on its way down uses that as. Do well, you excuse. think we're on our way down? Politically, yes. Well, I, I'm, so. I'm almost in despair at it. I, the Canada of today is very much the Germany of 1937-38. And, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, but, you know, the saying, it always rhymes. Mm -hmm. And we are very much like that. I know from my parents, they lived through it. Uh, Germany was relatively liberal and free just before the days of Hitler, Mm -hmm. when he really took Mm -hmm. over and and the war started and everything, eh? And uh, I might be going a little bit earlier than that by a few years. But... um, People were reacting. They wanted uh, you know, they wanted the government to do things, the government to do things. Well, that's what we're screaming nowadays. We want the government to do everything for us. And that's, well, some people are, are not but the principal.
0: But there are still a lot of voices in this country, I think. But they're not winning. They're losing. Mm-hmm.
1: The largest single expense that you and I and every Canadian has is government. It's larger than all your essential living expenses combined.
0: And yet our prime minister and his party, minority government for sure, They have campaigned and they have pledged that they are committed to smaller government. And in fact, their enemies, their political enemies, and I'll use that because there is very much of an enemy culture creeping into this country in terms of politics. Their enemies use that as a, as a real stick against them. I mean, they, the liberals and the NDP at least affect to believe that. They, they, they suggest that they believe that Stephen Harper's ultimate goal is to reduce the size of government. Are, can we really say? Is it reasonable to say that we are losing when there appears to be a government in Ottawa that has at least some sympathy with the position you're outlining?
1: I would love it if I wish I could believe that he was reducing the size of government. I really don't see that. I see an increase in government expenditures, and whether you cut taxes here and put them up there and etc. etc. It's the bottom. The bottom line is what the government spends, not what it taxes. And and Milton Friedman argued that for years and years to deaf ears. I mean, if you want to see a real tax burden, look at how tax. Go up, and they go up regularly. And well, they're coming down on the on this, well federally. This then Saturday. they, then they, yeah, by one percent. And then it's and it's the wrong tax to pick. They should have picked income tax. Um, income taxes, you don't, you should not penalize productivity. You know, that's to me. But
0: isn't that what you do with income taxes?
1: That's what I'm saying. Income taxes. But you said they
0: should have cut income taxes. Yeah, they should have cut the oh, I'm income sorry. Taxes. Okay, yes. All right, yeah, okay, yeah. okay gotcha, I yeah.
1: just say that I'm not, I'm not complaining about the fact that the sales tax is down. That's great news, but it wouldn't be where I'd put my top priority. Mm-hmm. I'd start with income tax. And because really, the only legitimate form of taxation for government is sales tax.
0: Okay, we're going to pause for a second. Coming back, Bob Metz with us today in the News Hour. More to come. Stay right where you are, please. Bob Metz with us today. We're talking about Canada, the land we love. I'm coming back to my original question again, though. As you look around, are there things, are there, are there signs for hope anywhere or anything that we're we doing that you kind of think we're doing okay? Well, where, wherever I see pri- the private
1: market working, when you know I, I look at technology, it's amazing what's going on in technology. It's amazing to see uh, from the entertainment field to anywhere, uh, prices are actually dropping and productivity is going up, kind of thing. And it and it increases our standard well, of living tremendously.
0: They're not dropping; they're plummeting. The well, cost well, of technology is plummeting. Well,
1: sure, and that's because thank goodness the government's not providing it and not running it. Otherwise, it would be going through the roof, and none of us would be able to afford it. If we could only take the logic of the marketplace and apply it to the things government's trying to provide for us. I mean, what can I say about a country that has made it illegal for me to pay my own way in a doctor's office when I can afford to do so for $20, $30 a visit or something? That's a totally different concept from having a healthcare care system that will look after you when you've got a heart attack or a or lung cancer or something like that or those really emergency things that, quote, insurance used to cover, you know? Uh, We don't have an insurance system. It's a free-for-all system, and it's destroying the country. It literally is. It's breaking down. The government is no longer able to uphold law and
0: order because they're putting all their efforts into social programs. But you know there are people out there who will say and believe it to their dying breath that what defines us as Canadians is our universal health care. I I wouldn't
1: argue with them. I would say, yeah, you're right, and aren't you ashamed of yourself? You're stealing from your neighbor to get your free health care. Is that a moral thing to do? Uh, If you want to join an insurance plan and everybody voluntary voluntarily kick into
0: a, a you know, common school. Yeah, but, Bob, but that's not but that's not if, how the average Canadian sees it. I really don't think... That, they're, doesn't, they're thinking, that doesn't make them right. No, no, but I don't think that they see it as, oh, it's free. I don't think free is the issue in this country. I think for a great many people who are frightened of, of health care reform, frightened of monkeying with the Canada Health Act, I think they are worried about about missing out, about not getting treatment what they needed. I and don't they think should
1: they, be worried with the system as it is today. That's the system that will deliver on the fear that they are experiencing in I've, I see it happening in my family. I have a brother-in-law with very serious cancer. He he has to he had to take a, 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 an ambulance to the hospital so he could go to the bathroom for heaven's sakes and there's nobody there to look after him. They have to send him back. Is that Canada's health care system? Well, yes, it is. Yeah, you know, huge, expensive building there. Well, it looks lovely, but there's no doctors in it. There's no pain relief, specia- relief specialists. You know, and I look forward to, you know, I'm getting near the end of my life. Things are not going to be better, not you know, health-wise. They're yeah. obviously going to get worse. So do you really think I'm out wanting to destroy a health care system on which I myself am going to depend? You know, I'm not the guy out there trying to destroy it. It's the politicians who think you can have something for nothing that they're destroying and who don't understand. And why it doesn't work? Well, it's like defying the law of gravity. George Smithman
0: said yesterday that the, oh. that the government is very aware of what's happening in Ontario. That they force the hospitals to uh, to produce more with less, to be more conservative with their dollars, et cetera, et cetera, and that the doctor shortage uh, they're working on the doctor shortage and they're doing this. and they're do- I mean, they, you know, yeah, they,
1: they're increasing the doctor shortage. Of course, they're working on it. That's what they do. The government he says. is a prohibitive instrument. It's not a creative instrument. The the purpose of government is force. I. You know, it's there to be a police. It's there to be a... Uh, you know a referee not to be running health care and education and all sorts of things that are not government functions is they're... it the
0: same problem we see sometimes with our soldiers where we put soldiers into peacekeeping situation no, and maybe not Canada per se, and then we get complaints they get complaints this is not what we were trained for. this is not our job this yeah. is we shouldn 't be doing this well that 's an entirely separate issue in a sense no, i 't don't, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, mean no, i don 't mean about about them being military and going military i 'm just trying to to illustrate the, the idea that we have people doing something that they should not that they that 're not trained for, is that what well, you're saying? Well, and
1: that we're not equipping them yeah. for, and that's a proper function of government is the military and the courts and the police, mm-hmm. of course, and... That, that there's the area where people are finding less and less satisfaction is in the administration of justice. The country has moved away from the concept of justice and into the concept of of restitution of paying people for damages rather than punishing people oh, wait, for no, doing oh, damage. But oh, we don't
0: even see that. Where's the re- where's no restitution? Well, where's the restitution? Well,
1: you, you look at Caledonia. They're buying out the the owner. They're going to buy out the town, all at our expense, by the way. Mm. And that's just the way the nation's going i see us splintering more and more because we can't agree on common principles because everybody you know once you have even here we're going to be registering lobby groups now in canada yes. like they do in the states mm-hmm. once you've got that it's game over nobody Why? because because what you have is people arguing over stolen goods the government robs the goods and everybody thinks they're entitled to it so they all want a piece of the pie and what that results in and and the government wants to cater to those people because those people represent votes for them. And so the more they cater, the more they come, the more they need, the higher our taxes go, and the spiral keeps on going and going and going and going. And you know, f- is 50% income tax not enough? I mean, I always thought a, a near totalitarian country would be spending about 10% of its, you know,
0: or taxing 10% in total, all forms. That would be outrageous to me. But, our, our, but good, our good friend Mr. Stummer will say he doesn't mind paying the taxes because he recognizes he gets a lot of services for the money he spends.
1: Yeah, and you know where he gets them from? From the people who have to, uh, who have to do the work, who have to do the creativity, who have to invent and invest and do things that he's getting the benefit of. Um, and they're not, they're not going to do it. I don't know if you've read the book Atlas Shrugged. It's, no, all, about, it's all about the productive uh, portion of society saying, well, you know, screw you to all you leeches hangers on who don't want to contribute. You just want something for nothing. And I know people don't want to hear this message. I, I, I experience the discomfort when I say, you know, public health care is a disgrace because I rely on that. That healthcare system. I, I want to see a good healthcare system. It's in my own interest to see such a thing, and from what I see and what I understand in terms of how you run a business, how you uh, w- the whole concept of healthcare, you, we have to free it up. We have to let people pay their own way. You can still have government assistance and not have a universal. So, is there anything system. left to
0: celebrate Saturday?
1: Well, yeah, of course there is. Um, but the thing is, getting better, better in the big picture. I see it's getting worse, and we seem to more perdition of freedom than actually rather than freedom.
0: On that note, thank Mets for joining us today. Always a pleasure. We look forward to Jeff joining us again next Wednesday. Um, what else do I have to say about today's show? I want to remind you to stay, in, stay tuned. Excuse me. This guy's coming up with some great music for you. We will be back tomorrow morning at 11 with some more, we hope, plot-provoking and revealing talk for you as well on the next edition of the Jim Chapman News Hour. You're listening to 94.9 CHRW. Out you. We will be back, good Lord willing, at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. To you later. We'll work on the guarantee. Give us an hour of your time. We'll give you a whole day's food for thought. In the meantime, this is Jim saying, please take care of each other. Mind how you're going. God bless.